What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Free Terrible Gamers. I'm your host, Colin, here with Ashton. Hey guys, how you doing? Alright, got a couple left over from last week. There was free, but it's, it was kind of irrelevant at this point, so we deleted it. So, on to last week's topics, which are still relevant. Disney makes an investment into Epic Games. <clears throat> yep, so Disney CEO Bob Acker on Wednesday announced a $1.5 billion investment aimed at letting consumers interact with stories and characters from Disney, Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars on Epic's Fortnite. Where 100 million players gather each month, it was acknowledgement of the amount of leisure time Generation Alpha, Gener Generation Z, and Millennials devote to gaming. Shares of the stock surged on Thursday, the day after its earnings report gaining more than 13% in what would be their best day in more than three years. So, when I seen this, I thought it was kind of interesting. Just, I mean, I know they've done collaborations before because, you know, Marvel characters are in Fortnite for skins and stuff. But just when you think of Disney, you don't really think of gaming which they do have games not don't get me wrong but i'm just saying fortnite like epic and disney you don't really think of them in the same thought but yeah i thought it was pretty interesting and uh definitely if they're making an investment in epic games it means that they're pretty serious about getting into gaming and putting more uh content on fortnite so that was pretty cool on disney's part yeah, it's, I mean, definitely, it's not really a partnership. It wasn't too strange. Like you said, they've done Marvel crossovers and everything in the past. I believe even Star Wars got a couple, like, I believe there was Stormtroopers once upon a time. 
if I'm not yeah. mistaken. They done well, I know they used to have like lightsabers and stuff in the game occasionally too. So it's not out of the realm of possibility of them doing that. My thing if with it is because like you mentioned, Disney does have video games and stuff. And Disney is pretty much buying everything, so I think this is pretty much a leisure way in the Disney eventually buying either Fortnite or Epic and keeping obviously keeping Epic employees in there, but turning it into a Disney property, I would say would eventually happen in the next five or so years. That makes sense. Um And I agree. I think uh if this goes well, this is they just investing into Epic kind of test it to see how this is going to go and if it does very well then they may try to acquire epic like uh xbox you know buys other gaming studios and then therefore i guess disney would be into the gaming market and maybe you know start making their own first party games which like i said they do have games but obviously they don't make them first party they just license out their ips to other developers but be interesting to see how the, what the future holds for Epic and Disney. On to the next one. The Last of Us uh, is getting a spinoff game. Yeah, so... It says... The Last of Us creator Neil Druckmann has confirmed that while it's yet to see the light of day, a full Tommy spinoff has outlined which he's hopeful will be explored either via game or a show. Druckmann explained that while a full story outline for a Tommy-centric tale exists, Naughty Dog chose to focus on ironing out crunch from the studio following the release of Part 2. We have written a story that takes place after The Last of Us Part 2 that stars Tommy, and I hope that one day we get to make it, he explained. So I kind of thought, once again, this was pretty cool, that, uh, I I didn't I haven't played part two so I don't know what kind of part that Tommy actually has, but I know in part one he doesn't have a huge role. Yeah, he's in the game, but it's not like a major major role. So I thought it was cool that they would uh, just make a complete spinoff on him, especially since after part two, spoiler for any of you people that have never played the game but Joel gets killed so just the fact that the other brother would get uh, his own spinoff game would be pretty cool yeah that and I know in the show itself they touched on it a little bit more than what the game did I believe so with yeah. Tommy being in the little area he was in and everything else so it makes sense I mean I know I of it that way if they wanted to so i don't know which one they would really gear it toward would be a i think it would be more based on a show just because i think uh last of us free is already too far in development to change it into a spinoff style yeah i think uh last of us part three is already you know its own thing uh with uh what's her name Ellie, whatever her name is. Ellie. Yeah. Lost the train of thought for a second. But yeah, Ellie. I think it's too far gone with her and everything. But so just making this 
a spinoff of Tommy by itself. That'd be pretty cool. And obviously, you know, they could, uh, I don't know, which I guess it, they kind of said it would be following part two, but I think it'd be pretty cool if they did it before even part one, like show what happened between him and Joel after, you know, uh, Joel's daughter got killed and, you know, where, uh, Tommy joined the Fireflies and everything and they kind of had a falling out the game implies that and so does the show so it'd be cool to see what happened there if they would go back that far just to get more of the story it's not necessary really but it's just something that some people like myself are wondering what exactly happened in those years so you're saying like a 1.5 or even like a point yeah yeah i guess it'd be a point 1.5 yeah it'll be midway i mean obviously everything happens at the beginning of the story yeah but it's kind of hard to do a prequel on it if the cordyceps just hit in the first one right because in the beginning of the game same with the show like it's a younger joel with his daughter and it shows everything happening and then it just skips ahead what like 20 years or something like that and 20 year gap so basically you get barely a taste of how everything happened. So if you got a one and a half, not only would you get what happened between them, you would get more what happened in the world, period. Yeah. To get to the point that they are in part one. Yeah. 1.25. We'll call it a one and a quarter. Because, yeah. I mean, it's very beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but and check. the only thing you see is like it happening and then he gets, I mean, him and his daughter about get shot down and then they get saved and then they, well, he gets saved. She still gets shot, but you know what I mean? After that, it just skips ahead to the current day. Spoiler if you haven't played an 11 year game, 11 year old game. I mean, if, yeah. (laughs) Or a two year old show at this point. Yeah. Year. Year. One of those two year or two yeah i think a year year i think so just coming up on a year yeah but still regardless most people that's in the gaming world knows the story of last of us at least the beginning of it yeah uh but yeah seeing a spinoff for it like i said yours thing probably makes the most sense in doing like a 1.5 situation you know, just because we do have 20 years of story that we are missing. Yeah. I mean, heck, even if they wanted to, they could technically bring Joel back in that situation and do same thing and just... They could split it up in two different... They you know, could. play two different characters and have two different sides into it for 20 years. That would be a good game. If they did that. I mean, it'd probably still yeah. be a good game regardless, but yeah, that'd be make it more interesting anyway. But usually you don't see major series is have like point fives. Like I said, only ones I can really think of is like Kingdom Hearts having like point fives. Yeah, but I mean, Naughty Dog, they would do it. Time will tell. <laughs> All right, Nintendo is reprinting more Zelda amiibos 
and pre-orders are selling out relatively fast. Yep, so you'll have a second chance to snag the Guardian, Sheik, and Wolf Link Amiibo. With pre-orders now open, you'll have a second chance to snag those Amiibo I just mentioned. With pre-orders now open, the Guardian Amiibo is $20 at Best Buy and GameStop. The Wolf Link Amiibo is $16 at Best Buy and GameStop. And the Sheik Amiibo is $13 at Best Buy and $16 at GameStop. So, uh, I didn't actually know that these were hard to get. These specific ones. But uh, apparently they are. And if you have not been able to get one, then here's your chance. Me personally, I just don't buy Amiibo. I get the cards or make my own. But yeah. uh, Nintendo, you didn't hear that. But I'm just saying it, it would be cool to collect all of them. But I mean, $20 a piece or the lowest here, $13 a piece. I don't have the money for that. So. Yeah. There's definitely a ton of Amiibos, and there's even a bunch of Zelda ones. If you're just going to get Zelda-specific, there's still a bunch. So I don't have money for that. When you make 32 of them for about $20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, still it's... Nintendo are... Nintendo's still winning on the Amiibo side of things, though, too. Still, I mean, I understand some people get into more collecting than other people... But that's just one thing I never really have, have understood is the Amiibos. I mean, I know that specifically those ones, and especially in games nowadays, they'll give you boosts and stuff in those titles. Granted, I don't know what really a Guardian's going to do for you since it's a, you know, quote-unquote bad guy in the game. One of the hardest, you know, things, especially for beginners in that title of Breath of the Wild. I know in Breath of the Wild, if you use... The uh, Guardian Amiibo, it gives you a chest. Well, it gives you ancient parts or it gives you one of those uh, ancient weapons that you get in like a, uh, what's it called? Test of Strength Shrine. And then in Tears of the Kingdom, I can't remember exactly what it does give you, but it does help you, but they all help you. They don't, none of them have anything bad, even the Ganondorf ones help you in the games yeah I figured they that would be Nintendo could have a chance to troll people on that and yeah. like drop like a random guardian down or you know gloom hands and tears of the kingdom per se or it would like uh take you down the one heart or something yeah that would be pretty cool I mean that would be a nice addition you imagine the backlash people people get so mad because people are so touchy you know is it People get so mad. I think it would be kind of funny, honestly. I mean, it would yeah. make sense that a, why would a bad guy help you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess technically they do have, ever since the first Zelda game, a bad guy has helped in a situation. Yeah, but people, people would be so mad because, I mean, I got, I made my own, so it wouldn't really matter to me, but people playing $20 for this amiibo and then it gives you one heart or something <laughs> they would be so mad <laughs> it'd be 
be funny nonetheless. That would be very funny, but that would make people so mad, and they would Nintendo would hear it. So that's why they don't. Same <laughs> reason why they don't have achievements in their games. I would honestly love to have achievements, in, at least in the Zelda games. Like that'd be so much fun. Oh yeah, I never really miss an opera. I mean, an opportunity per se in this Zelda game as well. Yeah, not having that feature. Imagine the ones they could put in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, like your hidden achievements. Like that'd be they could put some crazy ones on there. Oh yeah. All right, on to the next one. The first PS6 spec leaks. Yep, this comes from YouTuber Moore's Law is Dead, a reliable tipster who previously leaked details about Sony's long-rumored PS5 Pro with beefed-up internals. In a recent video, Moore's Law is Dead claimed to know with 100% certainty that Sony will continue its partnership with AMD to power the PS6 and PS5 Pro. The chip will boost a speculated 4K at 120 frames per second and 8K at 60 frames per second gaming experience, sources said. Adding credibility to this rumor is another report from YouTuber Red Gaming Tech, who claims Sony wasn't even considering any vendors other than AMD to power its next-gen consoles. The PS4 and PS5 each packed the AMD Jaguar and Zen 2 respectively before the PS5's 2020 release. Red Gaming Tech said Sony discussed making the switch to other chip vendors, the most notable of these being NVIDIA. However, the company ultimately decided to stick with AMD for several reasons, including ease of backward compatibility and an already dedicated custom solutions team. So, out of all of that, Apparently, with the PS6, you will get 4K at 120 frames per second and 8K at 60 frames per second, which is kind of where we're at right now with the current gen, the current next gen, I guess. So, not really anything specifically better on the frames per second side, but graphics wise obviously will be better but like I said right now we're supposed to be getting 4k to 120 frames per second on the PS5 and Xbox Series X but most games are still only running 60 frames per second so maybe in the action in the next next gen we'll get actual 120 20 frames per second for every game instead of some of the games like we are now yeah it's honestly I mean like you said it's still stuck in what it is now basically you get a little bit of an upgrade but the fact that they're still working on it so right now it's still it's 120 for 1080 and then it's you know still 60 for 4k so there'll be basically doubling come the release time, which I'm going to assume off previous times we've talked about it, about 2026 will be the assumption. Yep, two years. Which, yeah, I mean, it's kind of about right because if everything that we've been hearing is right, Nintendo will release 
their new console this year or next year. And everybody knows Nintendo's behind on the technical part, so it makes sense that it'd be about the right time for everything to come together with Nintendo releasing their new console, which is expected to be as at least as powerful as Xbox One and PS4. Um, but, yeah, it, it just kind of makes sense for 2026, around that time, for everything to come together in a line. I mean, AMD, obviously, having a PC now, it's like, oh, okay, they're using all this fancy equipment. Yeah, well... AMD. Which, I mean, that's really what they're turning into, just console-based, which, of course, I know PC's getting better as well, but the fact that, you know, a PS6 and, you know, whatever the new Xbox is going to be is going to be able to pretty much rival a PC right now for half the price, potentially. I'd say it'd probably be $600, $700 this time around. It's not going to be a $500 console when they come out in 2026. I'll go ahead uh, and bet it's going to be about $750. But it's going to keep going up. I mean, eventually they're going to be almost the same price as a PC, but or at least a low-end gaming PC. Yeah, low-end. Definitely yeah. looking at PCs. I know there's some PCs they won't be able to touch price range-wise. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, partnering with AMD, they make good chips. I'll take them at least right now over Intel any day, because Intel's just gotten lazy, honestly in my opinion yeah. but uh yeah amd they're coming out with some nice chips hey guys this episode is brought to you by our friends at bucked up bucked up is a company founded in 2016 by two brothers on a mission to provide consumers with the highest quality supplements and fitness products to help them achieve their health and fitness goals bucked up has a ton of products ranging from energy drinks and supplements to protein bars and pre-workout all with crazy good flavors like rocket pop and cotton candy you won't find a better tasting boost without the crash anywhere else. So head on over to buckedup.com and use the code 3TG to get 20% off your order. That's the number 3TG. Get the job done and feel great with Bucked Up Energy. When you feel it, you just got bucked up. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible, where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every 
new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. NVIDIA 2 on the graphics side, you know, uh, which Nintendo's, the Switch is using an NVIDIA chip, and then it's been rumored that the Switch 2 also uses an NVIDIA chip, so partnering with these big PC chip companies is pretty cool, getting them in consoles. So, I mean, like I say, even the Switch is using an NVIDIA chip, so even a lower-end console is using, you know, PC brand chips. Not a, yeah. It's not a PC chip, but you know what I mean. Like, big names. So we're eventually going to get to the point gaming consoles are just going to be mini PCs, pretty much. Still be limited to the console operating system, but the performance will be like a mini PC. Like a low-end gaming PC, pretty much, so. Yeah, the end of the day, anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. So we mentioned it last week that Xbox was having issues, and there was all kinds of rumors and all that fun stuff. And we told you that whenever they had their business update, we would bring it to you. So here we are with it: Xbox business update. All right. So here is everything announced at the Xbox event. Xbox boss Phil Spencer believes exclusive games are going to be a smaller and smaller part of the game industry within the next decade. Phil Spencer shuts down multi-platform concerns, says next-gen Xbox console will respect investments that people have made in the platform. Xbox chiefs assure players hardware is a critical component of the business amid speculation that Microsoft could stop making consoles. Four Xbox games are coming to other consoles, but Starfield and Indiana Jones and The Great Circle aren't. Microsoft teases Xbox Series X's successor, promising the largest technical leap you will ever see. The largest technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation. And then it says... Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass on March 28th. And so are other Activision Blizzard games. Eventually, though no specifics were given as to when and which, there's going to be a June showcase for Xbox, though that's basically all we know at this point. So, 
yeah, all the rumors last week were completely wrong. Xbox is still going to make consoles, at least for this next generation. And then Starfield specifically is not going to PS5. There, there are four games that are, but... He didn't mention them. He didn't mention them. But I kind of so have an idea. they are over a year old. They are all over a year old. Yeah, I kind of have an idea of which games are. Do you? I would assume Gears of War is probably still correct. Because okay. the least, the most recent title in it was 2019. Yeah. I would assume a Halo title. I'm not going to say all Halos are going to come. I want to say probably a couple. Like the older ones, like... One, two, and three, maybe. Possibly four. Because it came out in 2012, I believe. And then... I would say Sea of Thieves, potentially. My fourth one... Maybe an older Forza. Horizon or Motorsport? Or Motorsport. Those are my guesses. Since the rumors were wrong last week. Right. Alright, so uh, mine is Sea of Thieves, maybe Gears of War. Um, I know Half Hour Rush, it's, it's pretty much going. Um, I forgot about that game. Pentiment? Pentiment or whatever it's called, I think it's pretty much been. It's on the heavy speculated side. I won't say it's pretty much confirmed, but it's very heavily speculated that that's one of them. Uh, I'd, I'd like to say that Halo would, but I don't know if they would, they're ready to let go of Halo just yet. And I'd say my last would probably be uh, a for an older Forza. But I'd say maybe the first two Horizons. Forza Horizon 1 and 2, possibly. Yeah. Those are good ones. Especially good ones to come out on our rival console. Yeah. So, uh, the, we'll just have to wait and see. And obviously we'll let you guys know when we find out. Uh... So yeah, it's nothing to worry about. Xbox is still in the console business, at least for this next generation. My prediction is next generation may be their last, but like I said, that's just my opinion. After that, I think they may focus more on con- on uh, Game Pass and try to sell it to Nintendo and Sony. But uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. That would eliminate people having to buy PCs too at that point. Yeah. Because, I mean, they could still release Xbox titles on Game Pass for PC, and then they would release it on Xbox and Nintendo. I mean, on uh, PlayStation and Nintendo too. I had a topic after this one. It was kind of, it's basically, we basically just covered in the business update. It was kind of a pointless topic. With it being Xbox Next Gen confirmed, because obviously we hit on that. So, we're going on to one more. And NCAA College Football 25 got a trailer. 
so uh this kind of made me smile <laughs> when i seen this which i seen before you sent it to me but uh i was hoping this would be a topic so yeah uh the trailers it's short and sweet just a teaser trailer just to let you know that this is a real thing but the article I have here says after a decade of waiting a beloved college football video game franchise is returning EA Sports has announced that NCAA football will return this summer the famed franchise hasn't released a new edition since NCAA football 14 several months after the release of that game the publisher stated they would not be publishing a new college football game due to legal issues General Manager of American Football for EA Sports, Cam Webb, Weber, Weber, issued a statement saying, We have been stuck in the middle of a dispute between NCAA and student-athletes who seek compensation for playing college football. Just like companies that broadcast college games and those that provide equipment and apparel, we follow rules that are set by the NCAA. But those rules are being challenged by some student athletes. For our part, we are working to settle the lawsuits with the student athletes. Meanwhile, the NCAA and a number of, of conferences have withdrawn their support of our game. Those legal issues would lead to a class action lawsuit from former college athletes. EA would settle the suit of $60 million in 2016, paving the way for the game to return. Now, a new tweet from the game's publisher has confirmed that a full reveal of the game will come in May with planned summer release. So, for those of you older gamers, like me and Colin here, we played some NCAA football in our younger days. And uh, honestly, sometimes I like those better than Madden. So I'm kind of happy to see those come back. Uh... From what this is saying, some conferences won't be in the game because of some legal issues. They didn't really, they didn't have a list or anything of which ones would be. So hopefully, we get the Big Twelve in there, so we can get West Virginia in there. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm happy it's coming back. It's, I guess it's going to be uh, just college football. 25 instead of NCAA football. Yeah. Yeah, because NCAA would implement that everybody was involved in it. But college football, they can avoid with dropping conferences and stuff like that. But pretty much it puts a, I won't call it back, the backyard football series, like spin on it without being cartoon, obviously. Right. But it, it allows for some legal ways around stuff. But with how they're doing it and since college athletes can be endorsed now do you think this game since it has select conferences and stuff in it you think this game will have last names unlike the older ones that just had their position and number i hope so because that was that's the only thing that was missing in those games is like the the names because you know you play madden and their names on the back of the jerseys and at their feet or whatever but like you said in the NCAA football games it was just their position so like if it was quarterback it said QB and then their number but uh yeah hopefully and I don't really want to choose a side here for the stuff that's going on the lawsuits but 
in my opinion, I guess I am choosing a side. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't think college athletes should get paid to play college ball. That's what the professional leagues are for. I, 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 I agree that they should get be able to get endorsements, you know, get a shoe deal or whatever. That's fine. But getting paid to play college, I mean, you're still in school at that point. So you're not even... You're not even on... You may not be as that good to make it to the NFL. So why are you going to get paid if you're not even that good? All right. So we're going way back to our other podcast that we used to have a long time ago. And just because you're making an argument with it, I want to argue against you with this, even though it technically goes out of video game world a little bit. Okay. So I don't think they should be paid as much as professional athletes for obvious reasons, but I think there should be an option of wherever you get, you know, your scholarship paid for whatever, or which of course I know not everyone has full rides. Some when we have like partial rides, whatever. But if you're not a full ride athlete, or if you are, okay, if you are a full ride athlete, you should have an option to get compensated. Obviously, not millions, you know, in the go semi pro pay rank anywhere from, you know, 35,000 to 50,000 a year, which, you know, is I think is reasonable because that's what you would be average quote unquote working if you was out in the real world actually working and not playing sports. So I think you should have an option if you are a full ride student, you should have an option to pay or get paid, you know, a lower salary, obviously, or your full ride. Because, you know, some of them are technically getting paid in a full ride scholarship to an extent because their college is paid for. They don't got to pay a dime. Right. Or, like I said, they should have that option like, OK, but, you know, you got to pay for school at this point. So it bounds a responsibility thing in there, per se. OK. So uh, I know way off the video game topic, but still. All right. So, uh. I don't think, I agree that, yeah, if they're going to play, yeah, they should have a, they should get paid. Their schooling should be paid for. That's fine. But actual money that go into a bank account, I don't think. And that's just because you're still in school and I don't know exactly how the NFL's rules are on it, but I know NBA, you can do a one and done. So, most of the time, you get paid, at least in the professional leagues, a contract. And that's usually for a few years. So, I don't know. So, if you are a, an athlete in college and you sign a four-year deal, that's usually a you know, you get four years of college usually. So you're playing for four years. You sign a four-year deal to get paid while you're playing college ball. And you're good enough to go to the NBA and you do a one-and-done. 
Does that void your contract? Or do you still get paid? I mean, if you decide... So I'd look or at are you like stuck? You... Or do you have to finish out that contract at that point? So that's where I disagree with getting paid. Because then, if you're good enough to go to the NBA, you're obviously going to go to the NBA because you're going to make more money. So it's just going to cause a bunch of different... I just think it'd be easier just to them to get shoe deals and just like I said, you're still in school too. So, but they just now recently got to where they can be endorsed. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if I'm fully on board with that either, but I understand to a point. Yeah. Shoe deal. That's fine. But you're still in school. So what I understand college is a big deal. Not everybody can play college ball of any kind, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. But how much is that a difference between college and high school? Are high school players going to start getting paid too? Because you're both still in school. You're just, you're not just playing ball for a living. You still have classes to go to during the day. It's, I just don't think college should get paid. I mean, I view it through the eyes of somebody that done online college and I still had to work and then still go to school at the same time. So logically, at that point, you're saying any college student shouldn't get paid even if they're working actual jobs at that point. Well, if, you have, if you're working an actual job and going to college, you probably don't have time to play ball or go to practice anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, you, you wouldn't get paid. You would yeah, but you wouldn't get paid to play ball because you wouldn't have time to go play ball. Anyways, not video game topics, so we're done. We're done with it for now. If you guys want us to bring back over a podcast, tell us about it. Yeah, we, we have a we have a sports podcast. Collins already kind of mentioned, but yeah, we have a sports podcast. We haven't posted in over a year, but we have one. <laughs> get back into it if you guys wanted us to. Yeah, want to deviate from gaming a little bit? Well, I mean, we wouldn't deviate from this podcast at all no but, this is a yeah that's why we dropped the other one this is our main podcast but, but if you want a both we wouldn't care to give you both no but thanks for listening to our random ramble especially on the last topic went a little over but it's okay make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel twitch join our discord talk to us Tell us your opinion on college athletes. <laughs> uh, got merch on Redbubble. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast, specifically Red Circle, our main platform. And I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.